Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Friday, my friends. Welcome, of course, to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And we begin today's show with the reaction to the Europa League games where Leicester were beaten by Legia Warsaw. Legia Warsaw, actually, as a kid. Anyway, and West Ham beat Rapid Vienna. This is how we reacted on the TalkSport network, don't you know? Comfortable for West Ham, played two, one, two, scored four, conceded none. David Moyes can ask for nothing else. West Ham two, rapid Vienna nil. I've been really pleased with the, the qualities the squad have showed me in the last sort of three, four weeks. We I made a decision that I would try it. I wanted to see if we can I want to do well in the Premier League. I want to be in this competition after Christmas time if if possible. So trying to do it and not let the Thursday, Sunday effect come into play. I'm doing everything I can to try and stop that. I've been in the competition a few times myself. And I actually think that we'll get a group of players who I can change and move around. My guilty pleasure is watching West Ham. They are a well-balanced, really easy on the eye team. They've got a brilliant manager. They've got some brilliant players. Yeah. He's getting the absolute maximum out of them. And do you know what? They're fearless right now. Every West Ham fan listening to this must be purring with what... The, and I don't think that we've reached anywhere near the potential of this side. And they are a really good team. I enjoy watching them. Can, so, I, can, so I, get well, sil- can I get silverware this season? Why not? Why, why, why can't they? Why cannot West Ham, on their day, they are... They can, t- they can go toe-to-toe with anyone. On now to Nuno Espirito Santo's Tottenham Hotspurs, who beat Slovenian side NS Mura or Nus Mura. No one really knows in the Europa Conference League. No one really cares. The substitute, Harry Kane, with his third goal of the night and Spurs on their way to three points in the Europa Conference League. Spurs five, Mura one. We dominate. The only period, I think, is the beginning of the second half that we lost a little bit of control. Uh, but the reaction was good to their goal and overall, I think, a very good performance. I know it's against Mura and, you know, they were poor opposition. They weren't great. But what a hat-trick. Top finishing. And it just raises the question again for me with the Harry Kane situation. If he plays where he's meant to play, in between centre-halves and occupying that that end of the football pitch where he's unbelievable, he's one of the best strikers in the world. When he keeps coming deep and deep and deep because he's getting frustrated because he doesn't get the ball, that's when he's not effective. It kills his game. But when we play in you know, lesser teams and we have a, quite a bit of possession, you've seen how unbelievable he is at scoring. Talk Sport, Sports Update. Well, Steven Gerrard condemns Sparta Prague fans for targeting Glenn Kamara after he was abused whilst being sent off during his side's 1-0 Europa League group defeat. The midfielder was booed by home fans despite the crowd of 10,000 being made up of supervised school children. It's defeat in Poland for Leicester. Their wretched record in Europe 
on their travels continues. Yeah, a little frustrating. We're too passive in the first half, not aggressive enough in, in our defender. We give away a cheap goal. So we pointed that out at half time. We still had one or two opportunities. First half, we had two really good opportunities in the, in the first half. Second half, we were more dominant. Like I said, we should have taken something from the game. Now, former Premier League referee Mark Clattenburg's argument that female officials must choose between pregnancy and their career has been called into question on Talk Sport. This was Clattenburg on The Breakfast Show discussing the rise of women in sports officiating roles. Football is becoming a bit more. We've always had an assistant referee in the Premier League, Sean Massey. We've now got a woman uh, referee in the Football League, uh, Rebecca Welsh. So women are starting to develop in the, in the men's game. The problem with women is, and, and certainly in referee and certainly in football, is they have a, a difficult path where if they get pregnant during their refereeing career, it can stop them a long way. So they've got to make this choice. Do they want to be pregnant to have children or do they want to be referees? And it, they've also got to pass the men's fitness test. So a lot of women struggle with the men's fitness test because if you want to be in the men's game, you have to re- meet that criteria. So if they pass all this and they choose the right path, I believe that women should be involved in the men's game as well as men being involved in the women's game. You have to make sacrifices. For example, I made some big sacrifices when I was coming as a referee. You have to make a lot of things and women have to make that sacrifice because if they want to be pregnant, say they get to a certain level in refereeing and then they want to get to that next level. If you become pregnant, it can cost you two or three years of of your life. Once you lose that three years, somebody else takes your position. If you miss that vital time, if you're going to have babies, you've got to do it early in your career. If you start having babies later on in your career, you, you miss that opportunity. And it's sad because there's some great women. Certainly when you have a baby, it, you know, you, you're out 10, 9, 10 months. You'll take another six months to recover from your body. So therefore, it's nearly two years. And to pass that men's fitness test is very, very demanding. And this was the response of TalkSport's Natalie Stroyer, who admitted that she didn't take enough time off herself after her pregnancy. He referred to it as a problem. Yep. It's not a problem. It's a challenge Absolutely for right. women, yeah. certainly. And of course, it's not easy. You know, you do have to take time out of work and um, focus on having a baby and getting yourself back into fitness and or whatever it is. You you know, any walk of life. You yep. know, even my myself, I had a baby who's eleven next month. So that was quite a while ago. And I know I didn't have enough time off work because I knew a number of reasons financial reasons and also because of the awareness of thinking of my career and where was my career going could that be stalled if I don't get back into it as soon as I could and I think that is a problem we've seen many athletes of any sport coming coming back from having having had a baby you can say Serena Williams my goodness she's one of the greatest ever tennis players she's had a baby you look in football Alex Morgan the US star she had a baby played for Tottenham having had a young baby and was playing for Tottenham and is now back out in America playing Um, and they're just a couple off the top of my head that I can think of but there are plenty of women athletes who have got back to that fitness level required to be the sports star that they want to be. You could certainly get your fitness levels back. This is the former Man United goalkeeper, Peter Schmeichel, discussing his autobiography, One, which was released yesterday, and why United should stick with his old teammate, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I think he's doing really well. Again, we we go into, when we talk about this, it's all sort of like headline talk. Ollie out, Ollie out. And, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, yeah, that's fair enough if you think that. But then give me another name. Who can go in 
and who can change the fortunes of Manchester United in a split second like sure. that. Mm -hmm. I don't see that person out there. I am very, very comfortable with Ole as a manager. He's got the Man United DNA in, mm -hmm. you know, that's engraved into him. He understands what the club is. He understands what needs to be done, not just today or next week, but also in five years. And I think that's important. That continuity of how the club is has always been the strength. So every time we've hooked on to success, we managed to stay there for a very, very long time. And every time we've sort of gone off it a little bit, it's because that understanding hasn't been there. So I'm I'm very, very happy with what Ola's doing. And, you know, I see progression. I'm looking at the players. I'm looking at how it's, it's moving forward. I'm sure it's going to be much, much better in the weeks to come. And staying with the great Dane, he admitted that he finds it hard to recall the best moments of his career. Beckham into Sheringham and Solskjaer has won it! If I think about things that happened in my career, it's it's still where it went wrong. You know, what could I have done? You know, conceding that goal or making that decision or, yeah. you know, it, it's it's silly because they, they are still clear. Ask me what happened after that final whistle in Barcelona. And I said, I have no idea. I'm no, completely yeah. blind. I know what's happened because people, they've told me their side of it. Mm. I've seen video, I've seen pictures, I've heard millions of different stories about it, but I don't have a personal memory of it because it pressure cooker, you just, we opened the lid and it just went out. Yes. We've had like a very, very long period of, actually, I know this from the book, 14 games that we played in, in a very short period of time. It's every 3.8 day and it was a cup final. So once we got through to the last game and it was finished, it just, I went completely blank. Now England manager Gareth Southgate has recalled AC Milan defender Tamori to his squad for the World Cup qualifiers against Andorra and Hungary. But Mason Greenwood and Jude Bellingham have missed out. Southgate says he's not selected the teenagers as he has a duty to protect them from burnout. They don't come as a pair, but they're both similar situations in that they're young players with a heavy load at the moment. I've spoken with both of the players and um, both feel... You know, Jude at the moment has got a high level of matches. He's playing Champions League games, he's playing league games. As an 18-year-old, he had a full season last season, then into a European Championship, so no break. And we have to remember that these lads are still physically growing. So when we're talking about young player development, we've got to be really careful how we handle them and make sure that these are two players we think can be really exciting players for England for the future. But we don't want to overload them and we've got to be making sure we make the right decisions. This was the take of those omissions from the former England midfielder Danny Murphy on my show. Andy Goldstein's drive. I think Gareth's one of his strengths, which most people agree, is his communication. So I've got no doubt he would have had a conversation with Jude Bellingham. The Greenwood one's a bit more ongoing, isn't it? He's been pulled out of the firing line for a little while now, yeah. which <laughs> the only thing I could say about that is he's, we have an abundance of talent in those areas, so it's not too much of a worry. Whereas the midfield area is somewhere where we're lacking. And having Bellingham there is, is a bonus. But at 18 and the teams we're playing against, I mean, we are playing two games we'd expect to win. Yeah. Me and you could probably play in the next one. Roy Jones Jr. has been speaking to TalkSports James Avendra ahead of Chris Eubank Jr.'s fight with and and mm, with his fight live on TalkSport. We'll also get his take on Fury against Wilder, which takes place next weekend. But first, this was his response on how training has been going. He's looking very good, and I love working with him. I love working with him more because he listens, and not only does he listen, he's capable of doing everything that I ask. 
and that's very hard to find. Another big hand from Fury, and Wilder again is like a rag doll in that corner. His head is bowed, he's weak at the knees, the hands are low, he's got no defense. Fury to me is one of the better skilled guys in the division. Fury and Usyk are the top two skilled guys, but neither one of them have explosive punching power, which makes them two susceptible to be hit with that explosive power because they don't possess it. Uh, Wilder could win the fight from the first second of round one to the last second of round 12. You understand me? So until the last bell rings, Fury won't be champ. But when the last bell rings, if, if you don't get Fury, Fury should still be champ. On to England egg chaser Joe Marler on being recalled to the national side by head coach Eddie Jones at a posh hotel, obviously. I met Eddie, Eddie Did Jones, you? for a coffee a few weeks back. The weirdest thing was I said, where are you? He said, oh, I'm in Orsham. Yeah, I think that's a really silly question. OK, but that's not really that close to me. He said, mate, are you coming down for a cup of tea or what? I was like, yeah, OK, because I got to pick up, I had to pick up a caravan from down that way anyway. <laughs> so I went and picked up this caravan and I've turned up at this, like... Posh hotel. It's called. Well, were you going on holiday? Or it's called. Just, just <laughs> hey, bear with me. I don't know. Right? Posh. Turn up at this posh hotel. This South Lodge hotel. I've, and, I've stayed uh, there. I've stayed there. You? Beautiful. Nice, isn't it? Beautiful lovely. gardens at the back. Beautiful. Oh, lovely. So I've, I've got this caravan and I'm pulling up in the reception bit, and you can see all these Bentleys, all these Mercs, everything. And I'm like, oh no! And you can see the concierge look at me as if. I ain't parking that, mate. You'll yeah. have to just put it round the corner. That's it, gang. Thanks for listening on Talk Spy for wherever you get your podcast from. I don't really care. Just remember to press that subscribe button. Before I go, let me tell you about some live football coming your way on Friday, the 1st of October, which is tonight. I don't know if I've told you the date. You can hear Stoke against West Brom. It's in the Championship. It's exclusive to TalkSport 2 and it kicks off at 7.45. I'm back on my show, Andy Goldstein's Drive Time with Darren Bennett at 4pm today. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcasts out first thing in the morning. So do what you've got to do to get until then. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport.